welcome to the latest instalment of the Great Scott Cinema Club podcast. My name's Chris Toll, and as always, I'm joined by my amigo, the sick boy to my Mark Renton, the one and only Keezy. Hello again, folks. So, Keezy, after your absolutely atrocious cheating in the last show, you'll be striving to redeem yourself in today's actor quiz movie battle. <laughs> Are you ashamed of your behaviour? It ruined my whole week. I'm absolutely sick, but... Um... I would do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a man after my own heart. <laughs> hey, I think it's time to let the listeners know which year we'll be covering this episode. Well, today we've decided to take you back to 1996. Um, this is a year that saw the film debuts of Ed Norton, Viola Davis, Timothy Olyphant, Owen Wilson and Myla Kunis. Myla Kunis, ho ho ho! My <laughs> favourite. Um, so the highest grossing movie in 96 was Independence Day, Keezy. Took almost double the amount of the second place movie of that year. Huge movie. Some would say a juggernaut. <laughs> 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 an absolute juggernaut of a movie. Uh, yeah, absolutely was. But um, Independence Day obviously was the first real big, big Will Smith vehicle. Aye. Um... And it proved that he was a superstar. Really, yeah, this is the the Will Smith that we know and love. Aye, absolutely. None of this Gemini man <laughs> nonsense. Have you seen that? No, what, I'm not. what a oh, garbage! <laughs> but see, Independence Day, it's a wee bit of trivia here for you. It's got, it holds a world record, right? And people think it's a world record that's never actually going to be beaten now in the movie game. Um, See the, the scenes where the spaceships were blowing up all of the, the buildings all over oh, the world? Yeah. It was all miniatures that they used for it. And then obviously CGI as well. But um, the miniatures, that they used so many miniatures. It's the the biggest amount of miniatures that have ever been used in a movie. And now because pretty much everything's oh, yeah, CGI, that. um, they don't think that it'll ever be beat. So there's a wee... I never wee, thought... I never thought they were saying they must be miniatures, but obviously I knew they were not blowing up the real buildings either. <laughs> That's Capitol Hill gone. <laughs> this better be a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, but there's like a lot of the scenes in this movie as well. Like you see, any of the scenes where um, Judd, sorry, what's called Judd Hirsch and. Um, who was the, the other actor again? Hold Jeff on. Goldblum? Uh, Jeff Goldblum, no, well, Jeff Goldblum, obviously, but yeah, uh, Judd Hurst, Jeff Goldblum, and uh, Bill Pullman. Right, aye, Bill Pullman. They, any, any scenes with them were actually um, improvised. Aye. All of, the, all of the, the chat was improvised on the scenes, aye. It's crazy when when you think about it. What were the idea to beat the aliens in those chats. <laughs> 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 and it must have just been flinging shit at the wall and hoping that something stuck. But imagine that, but that was like, this was a huge budget movie. Right. See for the director to have the confidence in the actors just to, just to go at it. Right. But, you know what I mean? Just off the cuff. It's mental, isn't it? Um, also, um, there's a scene in it where uh, Hiller and Grey um, are are at Area 51, right? And you see the, like, the night vision scenes in it? Aye. Those scenes are from the actual Area 51. Aye. It's stock footage, aye, and 
there was a it was a place called Freedom Ridge that it was filmed on, and when the government found out that people could see in Area Fifty One, they completely like blocked out any sort of access to that yeah. area now. Aye, so those those scenes are actually the real Area Fifty One. Some some nice Independence Day trivia here. Yeah, do you know? I know. Um, also, not to be undone, uh, when they brought it out in nineteen ninety six, Warner Brothers actually postponed the release of Mars Attacks. Right. Until Christmas, it was supposed to come out around about the same time as Independence Day and. Like you said at the beginning there, we both you said it obviously jokingly, but it, it genuinely was that big a cinema Huge event. Aye, oh, aye. It, it, do you know what caused Steven Spielberg to cancel making War of the Worlds? And he, he put it off for nine years because of how big a movie aye. Independence Day was. Steven Spielberg, mate. <laughs> Wish he'd cancelled it all together. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about Tom, Tom's masterpiece like that. <laughs> Um, it was a film that I wasn't really that bothered about at the time. No. But me and my mates went to see A Time to Kill. Aye. And I never got in. And they did. But it was an East School Bride and we were obviously weren't getting picked up for three hours. So what? So was that the other Your day. mates went in without you? Yeah, they, they went in to see A Time to Kill without you. So, and then I was like, well, what else is on Independence Day? I can give it a bash. Came out absolutely buzzing. Aye, I was like, what a film that was. I know, it's, it's pure Hollywood, mate. Pure Hollywood amazingness. <laughs> um, right, there's, a, there's an actor in this movie, right, and he's called Robert Lodger. Right? Now, I know the name, but I can't put a face to it. Right. right so, Robert Lodger um, is upset right, and refusing to leave his trailer because um, he just, I don't think he really was getting in on the movie. Right. I don't think he was really understanding it and he wasn't he wasn't enjoying being part of it, right? So uh, Roland Emmerich, the director of Independence oh, yeah. Day, he said to him, Right, listen, I'm gonna suggest a movie for you to watch to get you in the mood to make Independence Day. And he was talking about airport, but <laughs> by accident he told me to watch Airplane <laughs> Right <laughs> And Robert Lodgia then thought that Independence Day was a spoof movie. <laughs> and the whole time he was making the movie, he thought he was making a spoof. <laughs> you <laughs> go back and watch his scenes, because I don't know who he is. But... I know, Robert Lodgia, but uh, like, to be fair, if Randy, Randy Quaid's character in it, you would think it was a spoof <laughs> the way that, that, that guy goes on. <laughs> oh, well, uh, it's a great film, though. I loved it. I went to see it. Do you know what? It's funny you should say that. Actually, the story that you told, I had a pretty similar experience. Um, we, it was one of my mate David John Murphy's birthday. I'll never forget it, right? Um, and his mum dropped us all off at the forge, right? And so we were, we all went up, and we were twelve or something at the time. I can't remember twelve right. or thirteen. Well, fourteen. It was, he would have been turning fourteen. We were right. we were thirteen. And uh, we went up to the, the kiosk and I think I was seven years or something like that. Uh, Come here, seven tickets for strip tease, please. <laughs> 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 Every single one he's wanted to see Demi Moore in the scud. <laughs> no, but uh, I, we ended up going in to see Independence Day and really enjoyed it. I, I ended up going to see Independence Day twice in the cinema, actually. Right. I, um, 
and the second time I went, I remember the bit when they're cutting into the, the alien's head and it pure jerk bursts open. Aye. First time I seen it, I nearly fell over the back of the seat. <laughs> <skin. laughs> <laughs> but, see, because I knew it was coming. <laughs> the second time I went, I was just sitting watching everybody else. <laughs> 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 they all absolutely crapped it, man. Uh, it was a, a topper. But I remember when it was released on video. The video cover. Yeah, he's a hologram. Ah, aye. It? I remember yeah, the that. Yeah, the white house blowing up. Aye, I had that. I had the video for awesome. that as well. Oh man, my God, getting back to VHS. Well, that was brilliant. Aye, he's excellent. Yeah, he really was. Um, made me want to smoke cigars. Aye, the victory dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh. So we'll move on. Uh, we'll talk about well, the next movie. Another huge uh, movie from 1996. Not. Um, not anywhere near as successful as Independence Day, but Over the Peace has definitely proved to be more successful. Aye. This is the first instalment in the Mission Impossible series with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've seen it, mate, to be honest no. with you. It doesn't really interest me. I watched the most recent one and I loved yeah. it. I was good. But that didn't even inspire me to go back and watch the other ones. No. I don't know why. I like Tom Cruise and... It's a it's a def- decent enough premise, you know what I mean? It's action an action movie it's, by the way. It's got his famous scenes like the one he's absolutely down yeah. for the you know the, the one I'm talking about. Aye, anyway. when he's uh, hanging off the ceiling on the wires. He's got that and it's 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 an over complicated film this one. It's got John Voigt in it. Mm. He's 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 good in it. She's villain. Twists and turns at the aye, not at the start but then I Alcatraz, he was rolling out. 
Aye. But, um... who, who likes to roll into Alcatraz? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've been to Alcatraz. Aye. Um, but the thing I actually noticed right away was one of the first rooms to take in is the showers. Right. In, that, in the film, that's where the other soldiers get ambushed. That's right, aye. And they're all standing over them with the guns. Mm-hmm. There's no top bit. Of, I noticed that right away. Was that, how, did they, how did they get ambushed in this in this room? <laughs> Fuck that rock was nonsense. <laughs> it's, a, it's a film. But, uh, <laughs> I, I stood at the entrance as well, and every time somebody walked by me, I thought, like, Welcome to the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do if the Rock walked in? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely drop your pants on one. <laughs> right, so um, The Rock, it's a, a great, it's a, uh, again, another popcorn movie. Uh, Just a, do you know what? This movie should have been made 10 years earlier uh, aye but it was great it's, fuck listen if you like your daft action movies and uh, Nicholas Cage <laughs> you know, you'll love The Rock it's definitely a, definitely one that you can go back to and watch again but right. you said that it's tripe when you watch it again <laughs> I think it gets worse I, I think I'll maybe, maybe just need to stay quiet for now and then because <laughs> I've got nothing but rosy memories here um, so the next one is uh, Muppets Treasure Island I just wanted to comment on have you seen the Muppets? No. I've never seen a Muppets movie, not even a Muppets Christmas Carol. What? I've never but seen it. Muppets Christmas Carol's amazing. The next time it's on, watch it. Okay. But this Mate, we're, we're in the lead up to Christmas, it'll be on about four ah, times. True, aye. <laughs> aye, I'll get a bash if but, I... um but this one's Muppet Treasure Island and Billy Connolly's in it. Is this the one with Michael Caine? No, Michael Caine's the one with uh, the Christmas Carol. Right. Tim Curry's the, the baddie in this one. Tim Curry and Billy Connolly? Aye, so Billy Connolly's in it. As Billy Connolly said, he must be the only person ever to die in a Muppet movie. Billy Connolly gets killed, eh? <laughs> he dies with a heart attack, in it. In the Muppets movie? <laughs> God almighty. He says he gets killed off in all his films, even the bloody Muppet one. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so uh, that movie's on to Ransom. Ransom's a good film, man. Aye. Gary Sinise is incredible in this film. Aye. He plays. Oh, the, uh, do you know what? The movie's twenty three year old. We're not going to have any spoiler alerts or anything like that. No. But um, obviously, Gary Gary Sinise turns out to be the villain of the piece. Aye. But in the lead up to the end, you've got no idea um, that he's going to get caught. Aye. That's the thing. He's getting presented as the hero that's found it. He's before. the hero of the of the hour. Um, and when the wee boy hears his voice, Aye. he wets himself and that gives away <laughs> that it was that. Oh, what a great twist at the uh, end of that twist. movie. A great twist. Um, you were saying something earlier on about the, the kid in the movie, wasn't Aye, it? it's Nick Nolte's wee boy. Nick Nolte's son? Uh, Brawley Nolte, I think his name is or something. Brawley? <laughs> Umbrella Nolte. Fucking <laughs> 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 crying out loud. But um, I we mentioned a lot of Mel Gibson films in the last one. Aye. We never mentioned this one. No, this is up there as well because he's great in it. Aye, he is. He's excellent in it. He's. Well, I've said to you before, and in fact, I think I did mention Ransom. Oh, did last you? week, I think I did. I. This is probably, with the exception of the Lethal Weapon franchise, I think this is probably my favourite Mel Gibson movie. Aye, definitely one of mine as well. He's. It's just that you put yourself in the situation that he's in, Aye. and it's his mate that's doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's such a snake, but aye, uh, the, the, like I say, it's a twist at the end. Obviously, if you've not seen it, 
I've just found it funny. Still worth watching. But it's a brilliant film. Definitely get a watch. Right, so that takes us on to the next movie, Keezy. A film that, again, both of us absolutely loved when we seen it. I've seen this in the cinema with my dad. Um, What a cast. The movie's called Sleepers. Um, It stars Kevin Bacon, Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Jason Patrick, Brad Pitt. Um, See, this film, this film is... Funnily enough, it is a bit of a sleeper because a lot of people haven't seen it. I know. And it's an, a bona fide classic it's a for film. me, anyway. Um, Jason, Brad Pitt's performance on this is oh, excellent. Well, I kind of saw them in the last episode for Seven, but he's brilliant in this. Sleepers. Admit, he is. He's excellent in this. Dustin Hoffman plays the alcoholic uh, lawyer. Brilliant. Aye. Brilliant in it as well. Um, Obviously, De Niro plays a priest in this. The priest. Right, yeah. like if you've not seen it, this film is about a group of young boys in Hell's Kitchen, New York, in the summer of nineteen sixty-six. I think it is. Right, right, right about is, that right. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hell's Kitchen in New York, uh, one of the most notorious areas in New York. Um, a lot of Italian American families uh, grew up there. Right. Um, and this story follows a young group of friends who. In the midst of the hottest summer that they've ever had, of trying to entertain themselves during the summer holidays, right. um, and they steal a hot dog vendor's hot dog cart. Right. Um, so they're doing it as a prank, they run around the corner and they hold it at the top of the stairs to the subway, and they're forgetting basically how heavy it is. They can't keep a hold of it, and it goes down the stairs, runs over a guy that comes round the corner and kills him right. instantly. Um, these boys are then put on that is man these boys are then put on trial and they're found guilty and they're all sent to a juvenile prison aye right when when you get there obviously it's it's very dark and drinking stuff like that but um, the head uh, prison guard is played by Kevin Bacon and he him and the rest of the prison guards begin a campaign of sexual assault on these these young boys right so that's the first act of the movie out of the way it doesn't leave a lot to the imagination basically it doesn't um, and Kevin Bacon's character the young boy says to Kevin Bacon's character what do you want and Kevin Bacon's answer will live with me until the day I die but um, Kevin Bacon I mean he's brilliant in this film but he's a oh he's a you want oh, you, you see when it, when it comes to performance but he, there's very few people you hate more than him aye definitely but like it's it's an excellent excellent uh, excellent film I must have watched if you've film. not seen it if you've never that seen cast it that cast alone would be uh, tell it. me about Come it on. I mean like even nobody else is brilliant in this film the soundtrack soundtrack's a lot of um, what 60s that's Frankie Valley a lot of Motown music as aye. well for that era as well um, and I, Frankie Valley, obviously. Um, but it's superb, superb movie. And do you know that the music this was scored by John Williams? Uh, you're right. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know that there, and I, I just seen it there just now. because uh, I watched it recently, and right away the music kicks you. I'm, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm liking this film score. Then it comes up John Williams. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Aye, um, but again, I can't recommend this film enough to people that haven't seen it. If you have seen it, um, watch it again, man. Aye. Because it's a film that you can watch again. And especially with what's been, been going on in the last few years and stuff like that, um, it, it's... <laughs> It's quite, it's quite prevalent yeah, in today's society exactly as well. It is, but it is. Uh, definitely, but uh, it's Sleepers is one that you, if you've not seen it, get it watched, man. Aye, it, definitely. It should, that should be considered a classic, and it's not. I know. Why is it not? I don't know. It's a weird one. It, it definitely should be considered a classic. Okay. But we'll let that, that go, um, and we'll move on to the next movie. Another film that I've seen in the cinema this year. Um, not this year, 1996, <laughs> obviously. But if it was shown in the cinema this year, I'd go and see it again. <laughs> uh, the Nighty Professor. Um, absolute garbage, right? <laughs> but I love it, man. I love it. It's got Eddie Murphy. This was running about the time he's, he's downfall, actually. Um, he's he's filthy grace in, in Hollywood. Uh, but he plays about 15 characters in this Aye, movie. He's doing his best at that. It's great. It, it's, you know, it's funny and... It's not dirty funny, it's not, it's just good old fashioned family Aye. comedy. And I showed my son this film a few, a few, well, a couple of years ago now, and he loved it as well. And Aye. you just, who doesn't laugh at a fart joke? <laughs> you know what I mean? See if, you, see if you're too highbrow to laugh at a fart joke, I don't want to know you. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so we'll move on for The Night Professor, and this is another film that uh, you enjoyed a lot, Keezy. I'm ashamed to say I've not seen it. I should have seen it. Um, I watched some of the TV show, um, Fargo. Oh, right, okay. So, um, what would you, what were you think about me, Fargo? This should have won the, the best picture that year. Do you think so? Aye. What did win it? English Patient. English Patient. Aye, which is dull as a bloody dishwater. Aye, the only thing I know about the English Patient is that Jerry Seinfeld absolutely hated it. Aye, Aline Bennis. Aye, well, Aline hated it, aye. <laughs> um, <laughs> I quite rightly so, but this film, Berlin, Fargo, um, Steve Buscemi's amazing in it, William H. Macy's in, uh, brilliant in it, mm-hmm. and Frances McDormand, she won the Best Actress, you know, rightfully so. Frances McDormand, she won the Best Actress for uh, Three Billboards, Billboards, hi. She? she won an Oscar before? Aye, aye, she won it for Fargo, she was the, Christ, I don't the chief that's that. investigating the, the, the she murders. Was Excellent in that Aye. three billboards movie. Aye. Really good. That She's was a film. That was a film that I never expected to enjoy, and I, I loved it, man. It that. was superb. You should definitely watch Fargo then. Aye, I'll, I'll get a go. I was going to say talk about a few scenes in Fargo, but because you've not watched it, I'll not say too much about it. Or it's, it's a crazy, no, it's right, it's a crazy film. It's got like, iconic scenes in it as well. Mm-hmm. But I just, I'll, I'll leave it at that. If you've not seen it, definitely watch it. The, the dialogue between the characters and all that is brilliant. It's funny. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. As you said, Buscemi and William H. Macy. You can't go wrong with too. Right, so, so definitely, if you've not seen it, watch that. And that should have won Best Picture. Um, so Fargo, I may add that to my last actually watch. Um, but we'll move on to Fargo. And right. This is a film that I'm going to talk about just now. I never, I never heard it until I was in college, right? Yeah. And it's called "Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood." <laughs> now we were talking about um, how 
your man thought that he was taking part in a spoof movie <laughs> and he was filming Independence Day. This is this is a movie by the Wayans brothers who obviously have got a history for for spoof movies. But this was the one that they'd done just before they, they'd done the scary movie franchise. Right, okay. Right, and this one missed a lot of people, but this movie's actually get quite a large hand in me being in a relationship right now, to be honest <laughs> with you. Right, uh, so me and my, me and my girlfriend, uh, we, went out for, we went out for dinner and stuff like that, and we went, uh, had a few drinks, and we went back to my house and we were going to watch a film. Right, so Netflix had kind of just made its way to the UK, right. uh, and I had I had signed up for Netflix, but I was doing it through the PlayStation, right? So I went, right, I'll go and get us a couple of drinks, and I threw out the controller, I says, you pick a movie. Right, so I'm in there, I'm pouring the drinks, I'm thinking to myself, what shit am I going to be coming back <laughs> in here? Oh, no, I'm going to end up having to watch... Mean girls or something <laughs> right? Obviously, didn't know my girlfriend too well at the time. Um, but when I come back in, she had picked "Don't Be a Menace to South Central." <laughs> well, drink your juice in the hood, and I thought to myself, "Ah, you'll do it for me, him. <laughs> you'll do it for me." <laughs> and uh, I so that was that was. I, I loved the film anyway, but the fact that she picked it, I was like, "All oh, right, maybe we're maybe we're compatible then." <laughs> and so, but if. Tough. If you've never seen this movie before and you enjoy what the kind of spoof movie kind of thing, right. this is a spoof of Menace to Society, um, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. I knew. Um, I couldn't remember that film, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I just, obviously, right. films like that, um, the kind of ghetto, uh, Crips and Bloods gangster scene, but there is some absolutely side splitting funny scenes right. in this movie, I. Really, really funny film one. It's great. So we'll move on for that. So, um, what's the next the next movie on the list then, Keezy? This one is a Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow. John Woo movie. John Travolta. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. I'm John Travolta. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right then. All right. So tell me about Broken Arrow uh, then, Keezy. Terrible film. <laughs> <laughs> There's a there's a scene in it at the the very start of pals and they're flying this plane right mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden Travolta's eyes narrow like that and he gives him a growl mm-hmm. and say, by the way I'm a bad guy in this movie I've just read the script and the, as I said the worst heel turn ever oh, and at the end so the so nuclear warheads are fighting over oh. trying to get these nuclear warheads back and at the end of the film the nuclear warhead gets stopped and started by a remote control and, uh, Is that not what you do? I've never worked on the club. <laughs> no, maybe that's what you do. I don't, I don't think it works like a telly, does it? But, I don't uh, know, mate. Two of, them are, <laughs> two of them are fighting over it, and it's like the countdown of this nuclear missile about to go off. Three seconds, and Christian Slater gets the, the remote control and dives out the train that they're fighting on, turns around and points the remote at the bomb and turns the bomb off. Why does he jump out of the train, not just turn the bomb the train's about to crash. Oh, right. And the train crashes and the missile goes through. John Travolta and he's standing there with a big smile on his face. He's getting bony bit, so... John Travolta, eh? This was him warming up for face-off. Travolta. So the next film on the list, Keezy, is a film that I, I particularly enjoyed. But uh, when I tell you my story about seeing it, you might not think that I enjoyed it too much. <laughs> um, it's... 
another Tom Hanks movie, it's that thing you do. Right, okay. We were going on holiday, right? We just bought a timeshare in Tenerife. And, um, and any time we were going on holiday, I would be up to Heidel, pure excited, as you would <laughs> be when you were a kid, you know what I mean? And uh, my mum used to make my dad take me to the cinema. Right. So the night before, uh, we, go to, we go to Tenerife, go to the cinema. My dad, what do you want to see? I says, there's a new Tom Hanks one, I want to see that, that thing you do. I thought it was about the Beatles. Right. Uh, pretty much it was about the Beatles. Uh, yeah. It was kind of like that, about that. The Beatles and the, the monkeys and that kind of era. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went, and I thought it was all right, and I could not get this song out of my head. Right? <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you know the song. Oh, I don't know Right, so um, couldn't get the song out of my head, loved it. Thought it was great, really, really enjoyed it. Um, well, I mean, we get to, we get to the airport the next day, and uh, we're getting ready to go on the flight to sit down and stuff like that. And it's, it's back in the day when uh, they used to put the movies on, on the screen at the front Aye. of the plane. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, today's in-flight movie will be that thing you do <laughs> with Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Hanks and mate, see for that whole holiday. I was like, well it hurts me <laughs> so just to see you go around with someone new. <laughs> Playing the drums anywhere I went. If I know you, you're doing that thing you do. But honestly, um, ever since then, I've, I've, I must have seen the film a few times since then. It's a, it's a great film. Ah, it's good. Great song. Hank, obviously. Tom Hanks is brilliant on it. Aye. Absolutely brilliant on it. Um, the, the young guy that plays the drummer, um, I, he was in the follow-up to An American Werewolf in London. He, he was in an American Werewolf in Paris. Right, okay. Right, and he never really done much, except for that thing you do. I think he'd done a bit of TV, TV work, but that film itself is... It's Liv Tyler's in it, isn't she? Liv Tyler right. plays um, his girlfriend. Yeah. His girlfriend in it. And that's what the movie's more about, really. It's Obviously, it's about... Uh, one Hit Wonders. The, aye. What? Are they called The Wonders? Uh, aye, it? but they spelled... Originally, it's spelled Wonders O N E D E R S because it's a play on the Beatles, obviously. Right, right. But when it when the song first gets played on the radio, uh, the guys are uh, and here's a new song from the Oneeders. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you would you wouldn't you wouldn't automatically go to wonder. No. Look at Oneeders. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, um, but I uh, it's about how um, Tom Hanks's character takes Liv Tyler's character kind of under his wing right. because he knows that this band are going to explode right now, and she is the girlfriend of the guy that or the or the lassies are going to fancy. Right. So that's what the story's about, really. Her, her and him, uh, right. him guiding her through. Her boyfriend's fame, basically. But it's good. It's a good film. Uh, right. But uh, next one um, that we've got in the last year is Primal Fear. Right. Um, Primal Fear. Casey, take it away. Well, the year before, Richard Gere made First Night, which was a disaster. So he's bounced back this year with this one. Primal Fear's about an altar boy that gets accused of murdering an archbishop. The altar boy's played by Ed Norton. 
and you right. years of the lawyer trying to get him off and it's a brilliant film and I'd say it's one of the best movie debuts in history with Ed Norton you think so? aye he got nominated for an Oscar for it and he's first and he's very first ever performed that's brilliant uh, it's an amazing film by all accounts Ed Norton's a complete and utter tragedy. <laughs> but what an actor the guy is man It'd well this great. one he, he plays the, the altar boy who's got a, a split personality right and, is, and, and that, that's what it's about the court case and all that and it's it's a brilliant film so don't, again don't want to say too much about it because does he play like two characters in aye, it basically aye, aye. right I'll, I'll look that out then um, Primal Fear great film right right so we'll move on for Primal Fear then we've got Dusk Till Dawn um, you were saying earlier that you don't really remember much about this film, do you? I've seen it, I liked it. Obviously I know what, what it's about and that, but Aye. I can't remember more than that. Well, obviously it's about um, vampires. Uh, and this kind of saloon bar in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in the desert. And it's about um, Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney Aye. play this these two brothers who have just been released from prison. Um, and you've got uh, Joanna Moore. No, Juliette Lewis. Juliette Lewis uh, plays Harvey Keitel. Not Harvey Keitel. I Harvey Keitel. Yeah, I Harvey Keitel's daughter. Um, and so they get kidnapped by George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino's characters. And they go to this bar in the middle of nowhere and it's called the Titty Twister. Right. See if you've seen this in the middle of nowhere, there's no way you would stop. <laughs> Absolutely no way you would stop. Right, so they win, and uh, you've got loads of different characters in it. Loads of like, really characters that really stand out. Or you've got um, Selma Hayek's character, who's uh, the uh, erotic dancer kind of thing in the bar. You've got um, Tom Savini, who plays a character called uh, War Machine. Right. Uh, sorry, Sex Machine. Um, who's got a gun for a cock, right? Um, and when night time comes, all of these people turn into vampires, and it's all about these four, uh, five characters trying to trying to get out of there alive. And it's brilliant. It, it's pr- it, it's probably the last good vampire movie. Uh, um, so after that, we've got a Cable Guy, um, which was Jim Carrey's big movie, nineteen ninety six. Wasn't a great success. No. I didn't enjoy it the first time I seen it, but I I love it now. I, it's again another one of the ones that's really quotable. You I know, can't bring myself to watch it. It just looks so annoying, isn't it? and I guess that's the point. But aye, it will. Yeah, he's you know I, I'm not a big fan. I love Adam Sandler, right? It's even Adam Sandler this character's me. Really ah, I hate that right? as well. It's pish. Aye. Right? Jim Carrey's character's a wee bit like that, but it's only a lisp that he's got, mm-hmm. and it's. It, it actually it becomes endearing, believe it or not. But yeah. uh, love this film. It's, obviously, it's got Matthew Broderick, it's got uh, Jim Carrey, it's got J- Jack Black's in it. Uh, oh, aye, Jack Black's in it. Um, but uh, aye, it's a it's a good film. Yeah. But see if you take the premise in the movie, it's essentially the guy's being stopped oh, off of a mentally deranged person that's doing anything to inject himself into his life. Yeah. So it's kind of like. Uh, fatal attraction or something like that in a way, right. do you know Aye, what I mean? Definitely. Uh, but again, a uh, really quotable movie. 
anytime I see it, I, I just remember my big mate Eugene, and it just makes me laugh my ass off. <laughs> um, so we'll move on um, to the next one. We'll go for executive decision here. This is one of your films, Keezy. Hi. Do you remember much about this one? I've never seen it. Oh, have you not? No. Oh, so it's good. My man, Kurt Russell. Kurt, the main fella. Steven Seagal. Um, Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal, I should have seen this. But, again, spoiler alert, it's famous because Seagal dies early on in it. Does he? Aye. Oof. It's a plane being overtaken by terrorists. Right. And they have to try and get some soldiers onto the the plane to save the day. Mm -hmm. And they've got this big high-tech, plane thing that flies underneath the plane that's hijacked mm. they, they put a tunnel uh, tunnel thing oh, up okay. to the plane and then they climb up to get onto it mm-hmm. and that's when the thing starts breaking off and they're all going to die and Seagal sacrifices himself so they can get onto the plane aye uh, never tell the, me about that that day in GG's and Coke Rush <laughs> but the films there's a load of trash but it's good trash as well Plus, Halle Berry's in it, looking incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good cast, all of our plaques in it, he's good in it. David's bro. <laughs> um, what was the thing I was going to say about this film? Oh, the, the ending. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, so the pilots all get killed, and the plane's hurtling towards the ground, and everybody's going to die, and Kurt Russell gets behind the controls to try and fly the plane. Right. And... Handily, there's just there happens to be a big manual about how to fly a plane. Oh, when Harry Berry's reading it out to him, like, dude, let's do that. <laughs> oh, come on. It'd be taking you all your time <laughs> to find the page. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Harry Berry. Oh. Uh, it's a decent enough action. Film, leave your brain at the door. Can you tell me somebody, right, that is, is highly regarded as Harry Berry? That has done as many shite films as Harry Harry Potter. Obviously, she get the Oscar for Monsters Ball, but apart from that, has she really made any other good films? <laughs> By the way, that's a good question. She made the Flintstones watchable. <laughs> I'm going to add Swordfish. I thought Swordfish uh, was a good film, but I can't. Uh, other than they two, I can't think of anything else that she's been in it. Well, I've not got a bad word to say about her. I know that. She's <laughs> an absolute specimen of a woman. Um, right, right, so we'll move on for that. Um, and this is a film that I think you watched the other night, mate, and yeah. I absolutely love, I love Kingpin. <laughs> I love it, man, honestly. That's brilliant. Goodbye, Brother Munson. Goodbye, whore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, it's weird because I've started saying that uh, to my missus whenever I'm whenever I'm leaving the house. <laughs> and she'll actually back me up on that one. Um, it's I another one that's so quotable. But Bill Murray in this film. This is it's all about him in this. He's incredible. He's isn't outstanding. <laughs> so is uh, Woody Harrelson. Aye, they're good in it, but Bill Murray steals the show by miles. Like, Aye. Big Ernie McCracken. Big Ernie Even the way he's bowling with the, the hands sticking out and all that, the hair all over the place. <laughs> well, the no, his hair's fine until he starts to get into a proper match with somebody. Uh, oh, aye, aye. And then he's, he doesn't give a damn, the hair's all over the shop. <laughs> I, 
I don't know, like, he's obviously supposed to be a sex symbol in it as well, right. you know what I mean? He's as far from a sex symbol as you could, <laughs> as you could ever imagine, but Bill Murray's character's superb. Um, I think this is a film that's kind of went under the radar with like the next, like people ten years younger than me mm-hmm. don't know what it is. Because I went bowling with a work, I was like, I'm going to be like big Andy McCracken tonight and Not nobody one had a clue who Not it was talking about. I know. But I think that, that's happening to me more and more, mate, as I got older. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, the last year that I sat next to in work, um, Sinead, she's 20... Well, I'm, I'm 37 now, right? She's 28. And I make references, and she's got no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> and she's 28 years old, mate. She's nearly 30. So it makes me feel like some sort of relic <laughs> when I start talking about things like this. And you know what? You see, that I think this this whole podcast is just a cathartic thing because I'm sitting here talking to you about these things. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> the people who seem to be listening, who seem to be enjoying what we're uh-huh. doing just now, they know what we're talking about. Uh, hopefully they know what we're talking about. Uh-huh. If we cut ourselves off for a whole generation, <laughs> I think they might have. Right, uh, so we'll move on for that, um, the Jura. The Jura. Mm-hmm. Right. Tell me about the Jura too. Uh, so wanted to talk about this film is because this is the one of the nails in the coffin of Demi Moore's career. Demi Moore, yeah. Uh, I mean, this year she made the Jura and Striptease, which you mentioned earlier. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and she became the highest paid uh, actress in history for Striptease. That's right. Twelve and a half million dollars she got. That's right. I remember because I don't think I've seen this movie in, until a few years later actually, right. Striptease. Um, I've never seen the Jurors so I can't comment on that but Striptease <laughs> it's gash in it. Uh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. There's, obviously there's certain scenes in it that are <laughs> alright. <laughs> You should like them up trips. Yeah, but I, I kind of feel, feel bad at the way her career went because she won back to back Razzies in 96 and 97 mm-hmm. for the Jura in the striptease for the one year and then G.I. Jane the next year. G.I. Jane was actually. G.I. Jane wasn't that bad. I liked it, but then her career just went off a cliff. But then did she, she was get, a good actress. Did she not get divorced from Bruce Willis from about this time? Hollywood would have been as well, aye. Well, that's it. That's what it would have been. Hollywood would have had to have chose between her or Bruce Willis. Do you know she what I mean? She looked a billion dollars at this point. Aye, I know, but she was no John McClane. <laughs> True. But remember the films we spoke about? You said she was great in St. Elmo's Fire, aye. Ghost, Absolutely. Few Good Men, mm-hmm. Disclosure was a good film, and then she just, that was her. This, this killed her off. The Jura is a terrible film. Is it? Uh, aye, it's obviously she's a juror and she's a single parent and it's a mob case. And I uh, don't tell me I've not seen it. Right? I'll tell you the rest of it. Right, the mob have either threatened to or they've kidnapped her son. Right, <laughs> and a... and if she doesn't uh, say that the guy's <laughs> innocent, her son's getting his head blown off. Oh, right? the, the original plan is to kidnap her son, but one of the mobsters takes pity on her. He's James Gandolfini. The only good thing in this film. James, why have you left it to this point to mention James Gabriel? I was Gaffey, building it up. He's the only... Because Alec Baldwin's the, the main baddie in it. He's horrendous in it. In fact, our son's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt and he out-acts them all. 
apart from Gandalf Feeney. Well, Joseph Gordon Levitt is a great actor, though. No, but not, maybe not when he was 19. I don't know, he's, he's no Jacob Tremblay, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I just I can see why her, her career kind of went off the wheels, but it's still quite sad because she was a good actress. Aye, she was a, a, you know what? She was a good actress and she was gorgeous as well. Oh, she was a total package, mate, oh, to be honest with you. Again, no Kelly Brock. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so move on for uh, the Durham Strippy, as I've written <laughs> down in the list here. Strippy. What the hell? Right, and we'll go on to Space Jam. Right, Space Jam, it's exactly what you would expect in a movie with Michael Jordan starring on it. <laughs> it's, it's not great. Oh, I, was, I wasn't actually going to put Space Jam into the list, Aye. but I knew if I didn't mention Space Jam in 1996, That's a, big a, lot, film. A, lot of, a lot of people would have gave us feedback with regards to that. <laughs> um, it, it is what it is. It's, it's the same as any other sports movie. <laughs> Uh, well, the what are sports movies this year actually? What have we got? We've got actually the next one we're going to talk about is Tin Cup. Alright, oh, okay. Um, so that was a decent segue there. <laughs> uh, Tin Cup, um, an exciting golf movie. Uh, Unusual. This was um, this was a bounce back year for Kev after the Waterworld Debacle. disaster. Uh, back to his best in this. This was Rene Russo as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But I Tin Cup. I hated the ending, just because yeah. I was young watching it and I wanted them to win the Aye. US Open. And he, well, again, spoiler alert, if there was such a thing for a 23-year-old movie, he kind of chucks, throws it away. Deliberately. He's got a six-shot lead. And where he's trying to prove that he can do this trick, chip it in. Aye. And he takes like eight or nine attempts to do it, but he refuses to... He could just lay the... He could just do a wee a chip over the... the the bunker Steam or whatever right. and put in to win it but he wants to prove he can do this particular trick shot do you know what that's pretty much is Kevin Costner's career that you're talking about there. <laughs> he wants to prove that he can do these belting movies <laughs> but it but takes him eight or, eight or nine attempts to get one <laughs> <laughs> but I'm watching that I was like that's so unrealistic who would throw away a major championship in the last hole Aye, and then three years later Jean Vandeville at Carnoustie you get Paul Laurie won it but aye it's a good film Tin Cup and the same proves that Costner's still a, a good actor aye oh, well he's well I think we've, we've said enough about Costner over the past year to realise <laughs> we'll never say enough about Kevin Costner <laughs> he's, the, he's one of the greatest ever to strap on a pair of acting shoes <laughs> right so uh, next film in the list we've got here is a is an odd numbered Star Trek movie. No, it's an even numbered it's one. It's an even numbered ah, one, number is eight. it? Number eight, First Contact. Um, again, I've never seen it. I'll, so. I'll, I'll speak about it briefly. Uh, great film. Aye, who's in it? Uh, it's John Luke Picard, so it's Patrick Stewart and all that. This is the first Star Trek movie that doesn't have any of the, the original cast, the, the original ca- cast in it, because Star Trek Generations had Captain Kirk in it. Mm-hmm. This one's solely the the next generation team like Picard and uh, Data and, and all that right. and it's it's a really good film they're battling against the, the, the Borgs uh, how did I know that? <laughs> it's the the Borg Queen is the baddie in it and it was weird because I I fancied her 
Honestly, you start her with a big blue heat. Aye. Like kind of long it's blue heat. Kind of slimy. Thing. Aye. You fancied it? <laughs> I think that's what the director was going for, but I was the only one that agreed with him. <laughs> right, so, first contact, um, an even numbered Star even Trek movie. And that's really one of the good it. ones. Aye. Keeps it on going. Keeps it up, aye. <laughs> see, if you, see if you were auditioning for a Star Trek movie, you'd be like, I would numbers this. <laughs> Ah, you're alright, you're alright. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie, man, you're film. <laughs> right, so, uh, Star Trek First Contact then takes us on to... It's actually the last movie in the list already. What? Yep. Uh, we've got Beavis and Butthead to America. <laughs> right, but do you know what? We're actually introducing a new, a new format today because the films that we're going to talk about in our top three... We've not spoke about them in the list. Aye. So we've, don't worry if you're thinking, wait a minute, he's not said this film. <laughs> it might be in the top three. If it's not in the top three, and you go, wait a minute, he's still not said this <laughs> film, then contact us on Twitter or Facebook <laughs> and let us know. Right, we can only get better with your feedback, so Aye, make sure you, you get in contact with us. Right, Beavis and Butthead do America. This is a film, back in the day... Uh, the cinemas in the UK used to do see a movie for a pound Aye. right and I went to see this for a quid and it's one of the best pounds I've ever spent my entire <laughs> life I was a huge Beavis and Butthead fan uh, when it was on channel 4 at, late at night um, and on MTV obviously as well and I just loved it but the older I got the more I appreciated the musical interludes but when I was a younger Aye. guy, I just wanted the cartoon. I just wanted to hear what and, you were saying. And Aye. this was an hour and a half of Beavis and Butthead. Another one, another thing that's so quotable. Uh, a lot of pop culture references still go back to Beavis and Butthead. Like, come to Butthead. Yeah. <laughs> I, loved, I loved the Beavis and Butthead as well and I went to the pictures to see it. Right. But again, can't remember much about it. Refresh yourself, we ask, because it's, it's a good film. It's funny. It's funny if you start to finish. There's daft bits, obviously, like uh, Butthead on, sorry, Beavis on the plane, aye, turning aye. into Cornholio. I remember that, aye. I'm the great Cornholio! <laughs> I need tippy for my bunghole! <laughs> it, was, it was great. It's, if, again, just an irreverent comedy, daftness from start to finish. Aye. But it never swayed for its roots. Right. It was still the same as Beavis and Butterhead. And there was still musical interludes, but it was done... It didn't show you the music videos, like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Aye, right. Aye, uh, done uh, Rollercoaster of Love for this movie. That's right. Um, and if Alan Curry's listening to this podcast, I'm sorry for mentioning that song, mate. Right. <laughs> I know it brings back bad memories. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so that Beavis and Butthead to America, uh, we'll we'll round up the movies with that, uh, and we'll move on to our top threes, Keezy boy. Right. So, did you take a note of your top threes before we? Oh, I've got them, I. Right. Aye. So, um, number three. I think the both of you have chosen the same one yep. for number three. Um, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Getting Happy back Gilmore. to talk about Adam Sandler. This was one of the first Adam Sandler movies I remember seeing. Aye, this was the first one I seen. It had Apollo Creed in it. 
It had Shooter McGavin <laughs> on it. It had Jaws playing James Bond. Bond, although I don't know how I knew who he was actually. <laughs> um, Just the first time I seen this, I nearly died laughing. Ben Stiller. Oh, of course. Oh, he's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> Excuse me, wording. Can I can I trouble you for a glass of warm milk? <laughs> You can trouble me for a glass of shut the hell up. <laughs> you will go to sleep or I will put you to sleep. <laughs> You're in my world now, Grandma. <laughs> oh, I love it. That you know, you so know that funny. You know that Mr. Mr. Lady? I think I've just killed her. <laughs> There's so many quotes and so many hilarious scenes. Oh, mate. The, the bit when, he, when he's arguing with Shooter McGavin at the bar. He's like, I'm telling you something. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And his girlfriend, or the last he's trying to go away in this Aye. one. Oh, phenomenal. Ends up being in modern go. family. Phenomenal. <laughs> say that. She made me say Great it. Julie Bone. I'd like to eat her a bone. <laughs> <laughs> and the Me Too people are <laughs> going off their nut. Uh, but getting back to uh, the top threes here, Happy Gilmore is just, I'll tell you what, right, have you ever been at a driving range and you've not tried to do oh, a Happy I've, Gilmore? I've, I've definitely tried that. Aye. I'm better at that in normal way of playing golf. I can get at a good 30 or 40 yards when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what, what a film, man. It's, but apart from The Wedding Singer, I think it's my favourite Adam Sandler movie. Aye. Ah, all of it, man. I'll probably agree with that, actually. Like, like I said, it's all in the hips. <laughs> it's just so quotable. Just, just tap it in. Tap, tap, in. <laughs> tap, 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 <laughs> Why don't you want to go home, Paul? <laughs> um, right, so we'll move on for Happy Gilmore. Um, what's your number two? Uh, mine's is A Time to Kill. What's that about? It's... Um, Samuel L. Jackson's daughter gets a... Uh, Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, I bet he's phenomenal in it. Uh, there you go, phenomenal. Um, <laughs> one of his best ever performances, his daughter gets raped by two guys in the South of America. Um, in so, the South of America, not in South America? I know, Southern America. Yeah. But the, uh, and, uh, when is it set? Is it set back when the South... Well, obviously the no, South... No, I think it's set in, in, in more modern times, right. but... It's still the of that we find racism and stuff like that. Clan and Kiefer Sutherland's in that. He's in the clan. Aye, plays a an article in it. Does he play a bad bad, <laughs> a bad bugger? But uh, aye, so that his daughter doesn't die, but she gets raped and left for dead. Aye, and Matthew McConaughey is playing the lawyer, but uh, he says, "Look, these two guys are going to get off with this." And Samuel Jackson goes into court and kills him, and it's a it's about that court case it's about trying to get him off with uh, Matthew McConaughey who was at this point decided he was going to be a good actor Aye. he was in his good actor first phase he's brilliant in it and his speech at the end is incredible well, it's a brilliant film it's an all star cast again Sandra Bullock for me for what you've told me there it's pretty cut and dried these guys are getting away with it therefore they're innocent he's walked in a, a court and killed them he's a murderer he should be going to the chair for this. <laughs> you wouldn't think that if you watched it. You'd no. be backing them all the way. 
Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson, mate. I'm sick of the sight of him. I want him to go to prison. <laughs> but at this point, he was still an up and comer. Aye, but he's not anymore. <laughs> no. It's a John Grisham novel as well. It's a, it's a brilliant film. Aye. So that's Aye. Uh, it's an adaptation of a John Grisham book. Aye. It's, it's amazing. Right. Well, um, my second movie is Scream. Now, I watched this again last night. See, this film doesn't get the credit that it's due. Aye. It relaunched horror. Definitely. It, it relaunched horror totally. It was completely fresh, and especially for it being a Wes Craven movie, who was an older guy at the time. Aye. He completely reinvented the slasher movie mm-hmm. by making it very meta. Well, they know they're in a slasher movie, but aye, but aye. it's but it's real life. Aye. If you know what I mean, like, could you imagine if something like this happened? Round right about here. Fuck, I'd be one of the first to go. Mate, I'd be hiding, I'd be like, I'm Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be hiding in a, a loft somewhere. Just hoping. I'd be a goner in the opening scene. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love you, mate, but you're no Drew Barry now. <laughs> Alright? So, that's an amazing scene, actually. Do you know, that's what I was going to say. See, when the, the hype and all that for this movie was, I remember. This was the very first 18 movie I've seen in the cinema. Right. Right? And it's weird that it came out the same year as... How the hell did you get into that? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I just went up and said, I took it for Scream. And they gave me it. <laughs> Didn't question me. I think it was probably scared to ask what age I was, to be honest with you. Used to work in my favour quite a bit. Uh, quite yeah. to be honest with you. I used to get sold drinking and everything. Back in the day. Um, right, anyway. Uh, and they were doing all of the... All of the uh, promos and stuff like that for this they based it around Drew Barrymore right, right? and how what, any any of the wee clips that they showed was the bit at the start Aye. that it was just her and her character gets killed off before the opening credits <laughs> you know what I mean but that sets the tone for the rest of the movie mm-hmm. you don't know what's coming Aye. and it, it, the first movie it, the twists and turns in this were excellent you had no idea no. absolutely no idea if you're watching this for the first time there's no way you you called who the killers were not in this no movie chance. not a chance and even even now like it's a film that I watched it when I was 14 right I 14 I was Aye. and my son came in when it was on last night and he sat and watched it he's only 10 right Um it's not a terrifying film. No. But it's a very clever movie. Right? The second one was pretty good. The third one was absolute the drizzling shit, so it was <laughs> terrible. Right? But see, this movie itself, the other movies that it launched, like uh, I know they did last summer. And all the all the ones that came after that. That it it launched a genre. This is, this Aye. it really did. This was its own its own movie it's standalone there was no other movie horror movie that came before it or that's came after it that's that's reached it it's it's an excellent horror film you know I don't really like horrors but I love the Scream movies aye because they're not really horror movies they're more you do jump aye you get you get a wee fright now and again aye but it's it's more about when you're watching it you're trying after the first one when you watch the second one you're trying to figure out who the killer aye, is the aye. whole time. Aye. So it's like watching a detective uh, movie. Um, so we'll go to um, number one on your on your top three list. See, now that I'm looking at it, this should have been on my top three list, but I can't even remove any of the ones that I've picked for it. Aye. 
<laughs> this was a superb movie, so what is it then? So, yeah, the first time I watched this film, I hated it. Uh, which, any time, if, if I watch a film now that I hate, that's it, I'll never ever give it another go. Mm. But this, I watched it again and thought, what was I thinking? This film's amazing. Yeah, it's Jerry Maguire. A brilliant film. Um, it really is. Uh, you know, and again, another that gave us the cinema catchphrase of the year. Ah, oh aye. That still gets used to this day. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> How good is Cuba Gooding oh, Jr. in this film? That. Absolutely he is. But Tom Cruise is did, great in it. He's really getting on to for an Oscar as well. Did Cuba Gooding Jr. win the Oscar for Best Support and Actor? Aye. Didn't mm. he? Great ladies. Tom Cruise is... Uh, Monologue, his speech. Aye. Is in the living room. Oh, aye, aye. <sighs> Mate, you know what I mean? I think he was close to an Oscar for this one, but he never got He's it. never won an Oscar, No, he got beat by Jeffrey Rush. He should have got the 4th of July, for born on the 4th of oh, July. Aye, he should have got the Oscar for that. He got beat by Jeffrey Rush for Shine this year. Um, right, Jerry Maguire aye. introduced us to Jonathan Nicky as well. Aye. That wee guy... He should have went on to become as big, if not bigger, than Macaulay Culkin was. He's great in this. What a performance for a child. Aye. Aye. <laughs> Human head weighs eight pounds. <laughs> so good, man. Ah, it's a brilliant film, and it's, and it's got a Bruce Springsteen song in it, so of course it's going to be my, my no, number one. No, I think it's missing. Uh, <laughs> What do you call his face? I can't remember. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't he be allowed anywhere near great films like this? <laughs> um, Aye, Jerry Maguire, brilliant film. Superb, definitely. Uh, if, if you've not seen Jerry Maguire, it's probably Tom, one of Tom Cruise's finest performances. Definitely. Um, and it's great. It's a great oh, film. Definitely, definitely... Top three worthy. Unfortunately, it came out at the same year as Trainspotting, <laughs> which is my number one. And to be honest with you, Trainspotting's in my top three movies of all time. Aye. Aye. I love it. I love it. Um, Trainspotting, what can you say about it, man? An absolute masterpiece. Aye. And, you know, for them, it's a, obviously, it's a Danny Boyle movie. Yep. Right, Danny Boyle's went on to become one of the most successful directors in the world. Um, Ewan McGregor, he's in absolutely everything now. <laughs> I just watched Doctor Sleep the other night. Great hey, film. Is, is he good at it? Excellent. He kind of been doing a wee bit for I, a while, but he's, he's coming back again. That's what I mean. I, I, like I, I find that Hollywood is peaks and troughs for a lot of actors. Uh-huh. They go out of popularity and then... A new generation of movie movie goers are people that are getting into cinema see their old work yeah. and they're like, ah, well, well, why is this guy not working now, kind of thing? Definitely. You know what I mean? And uh, definitely Ewan McGregor, um, Johnny Lee Miller, Robert Carlyle, Ewan Bremner, James Cosmo. Um, who else is in it? Uh, Kelly, Kelly McDonald, this was her yeah. first her first movie um, she's obviously went on to become quite big in Hollywood be in movie and, and things like uh, Boardwalk Empire and stuff oh, like right. that 
Um, it, just the whole cast is great. It's got, uh, would you call his face? I forget his name every time. We'll talk about Peter Mullen. Peter Mullen. He plays Mother Superior. Aye. And, um, That's some scene where he's. Uh, where he overdoses and aye. Perfect Day. Perfect Day's on. Aye. And he falls into the carpet. Aye. It's great. It just. The, There's just so many iconic scenes, but I think the first time I watched it, maybe I, I was 13. I didn't have a clue what was going on. No. <laughs> it wasn't until years later I watched it again and thought, oh, this is a brilliant film. Oh, it, it, like I said, it's an absolute masterpiece. My my top three movies all all time go uh, Rocky Four, Pulp Fiction, Trainspotting. Yeah. That's that's my top three. And anytime anybody asks me, I always mention Trainspotting. I just think that it's such a perfect rendition of what life is a junkie must aye, be like aye. you know what I mean like um, you do anything for that for that feeling again aye. you know like one of the it's one of the thing to watch as well but that's the whole point I know it? because you can see that this guy's so much better than what he what he's living as and he eventually does get his act together and he moves down to London only for it to follow him down there when, remember when Spud and uh, Begbie living in the flat while while he's trying to sell the flat basically yeah, because he's a he's an estate agent now um, obviously they've come into this money and it's a big score and um, it only takes one more deal but it's never one more deal no. you know what it's like um, but Trainspotting uh, if you're listening to this you've seen Trainspotting of course if you've not seen Trainspotting then I highly recommend that you go and watch it because it's like I've said three or four times already, it's an absolute masterpiece. Right. And in my opinion, by far and away the greatest movie, not only of 1996, but probably the 90s. Aye? Aye. I'm not as passionate about it as you are, but uh, I can admit it's a great film. And um, the first time I watched it, it was, I think it was, dead, like, I had an empty, and it was like 10 years in my house watching this. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe last year or two years ago I met somebody that was there and she says that her main memory of me is watching Trainspot in my house Aye. and I was like ah, which is fair enough however we went to see Aerosmith together <laughs> <laughs> surely that's the main memory that she's got of me yeah thank you so <laughs> which maybe shows you how good a film Trainspot is I love that it tells you that Aerosmith will shoot that night you watch your mouth you <laughs> <laughs> First concert I've been in, still one of the best. Sorry, mate. Sorry. <laughs> right. So that's the that's the top threes from nineteen ninety six. I hope you like the new format. Um, I hope it doesn't take too much meat off the bones at the beginning of the Aye. Uh, the podcast. But if you prefer it this way, let us know. If you prefer it the other way, let us know. Um, you know we can chop and change. Definitely. But uh, we'll, this week's. Uh, a turquoise movie battle <laughs> is the movies of a Mr. Robert De Niro. Oh, no. Come on! Now, Robert De Niro obviously is a huge name Aye. in cinema. Um, another one that's had a few movies out recently. This year he was in 
I yeah. don't give them away. Oh, aye. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Thank God. Thank God you said that. I wish you had give them away because once again my amnesia's turned on. Aye. Uh, right, let's go then. So, uh, Adjudicator, have we got a list of Robert De Niro movies? We have. Right, okay. So, um. In fact, we should say that, that we've brought in an adjudicator. I've brought in an adjudicator because Keezy can't be trusted. <laughs> um, after last week's debacle, he's a disgrace. He's... Let myself down, let my family down. And quite <laughs> frankly, I, I don't even know if I should have him on the podcast anymore. I, th- grief. I think uh, it's either... You've got one... If you let me win this one, then I'll <laughs> yeah, be right. Talk about it. <laughs> right, okay. So, um, you got a coin on you, Keezy? Right. Calling uh, it again? Uh, your turn. Are you flipping it then? Uh, I'll flip it, aye. I'll flip it. Heads. Heads, aye. It's you get to go first. Again! <laughs> Every time, man. Every time you've got to go first. <laughs> Wait a minute, I never checked the other side of that coin. <laughs> right, uh, right, let's let's start this then. I'll okay. start with the fan. I'll go for Godfather Part Two. Good fellas. The Irishman. Cape Fear. The score. Backdraft. Raging Bull. Silver Linings Playbook. Taxi Driver. Correct. Meet the Fockers. Meet the Parents. Correct. Can't remember what the other one was called. Uh, let's see what we've got here. <coughs> Yeah. Come on, I watched another day in one. Did I watch him another day? This is madness. <laughs> so anyway, I've got a few up my sleeve here, boy. I think I might have you. No, no. No, no, yeah, I'm not getting up yet. This is absolute madness. Um. Uh, <laughs> 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 Can't even get a single thing. <laughs> Freshers on. Uh, God Almighty. Hey, how long you been me here? This is torturous. Come on, I know. <laughs> Gotta think about this, mate. It's, it's dead air. It's dead air. Uh, it's a panic it gets you in, isn't it? I'm not buying you any more time, but. Do you concede? I can't think of Joker. Oh my god. Analyse this. Analyse that. <laughs> now I just want to know what the hell it was I watched them in the other day. Oh, that's shocking. Right, so, um, I fucking beat you, film square. <laughs> Finally! Finally, it's happened to me. That's two, two, not two, three. <laughs> it's a draw. Oh. It's big easy. I'm hopeless at this. Oh, mate, I can't believe I beat you. Can I feel as if a Saturday's now taking a, 
an upward trajectory. I feel yeah. like I could go out to the pub. So I'll um, have a win again. Bottles crashed. Well, I've got an idea for the Christmas podcast. Right. But if I tell you, then it'll give you a, a foot up. Alright, no, don't tell me then. Right, okay. Oh, what am I doing? I didn't even say sleepers. We, we spoke about it earlier. Disaster. What a dumpling I am. I knew you'd watched the De Niro film earlier. So, the, the De Niro film that you were talking about was Sleepers, Aye. and we'd actually spoke about it earlier. <laughs> Mate, I'm going to have to get you down to a doctor's or something like that. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> oh, the pressure's got to me. Ah, well. <laughs> happens to the besties. <laughs> so, anyway, um, hopefully you'll enjoy it as much as you've been enjoying the other ones. Yep. This has been the fourth episode of yep. Great Scott Cinema Club podcast, and what's your what's your uh, catchphrase again, Keith? Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I like to say it anyway. You need to say it. That's right, because you cheated. Uh, just because I'm disgusted with myself at the moment. And you cheated. <laughs> anyway, folks. Um, and with that, we're out of time. Oh, you're done it right. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you.